You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode 167. And yes, um, you get Dave for two weeks, then you get me, but you'll never get us together for some friggin' reason. I never know why, but um, we got a beauty show for you tonight uh, with Sean Stahl and Brian Ellithorpe coming to us um from the great state of Michigan and Ohio, respectively. Um, I do before hey. Sean, guess who's on top? Michigan. Yeah, guess who's uh, yeah. Michigan. <laughs> I'm not even a Wolverine fan. I decided to do that. Yeah, no, no, that's good. That's good. Get a dig in. Um, I do have to throw a little bit of throw a little bit of love your way, Sean, because I'm I'm telling you, your your Red Wings are are uh, playing better than I than I thought. And then today they go out and sign Patrick Kane, and yeah, I just like. Left. They called up Johnny Burgers. Larkin's gone for a couple games. Yep. Jesus. I think they're going to be. They play the Rangers tomorrow and then Chicago next night. So that that should be two. That should be two wins for them. Now I got to worry about Detroit in in my fucking conference. I'm I'm not too happy. Your boys ought to throw down the uh, last night pretty good. Uh, Oh, the Senators? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy yeah. game. Yeah. That was a crazy. But that was like the Kachucks, like those two brothers, like they're the two <clears> biggest, <throat> like they're just two assholes, right? And they don't care that they're brothers. They're just <laughs> that's just who and their dad. Everybody was wants them on their team, though. You don't want oh play. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Brian, I know Ohio doesn't have a hockey team, but I I'm just assuming that the Bengals fans they have one, but they. Yeah, they, <laughs> they had one. But, but the it. Bengals, the Bengals fans must be fucking losing their mind with Burrow gone. Like I think he's gone for the season, isn't he? I have no idea. I don't no. follow anything. Follow the New Yorkers. Uh, <laughs> um, um, okay. All right, we got that out of the way. Sean got his dig in at Brian because he's on top. Wait a minute, were you were you a were you a Bombers fan or an LOS? Uh, I'm not a big CFL guy, to be honest no. with you. No, I, I, I'm not a big CFL, and that's that's horrible to say because I'm Canadian. But I'd much rather watch NFL. Uh, I don't know. I just drank the Kool Aid, I guess. Um, <laughs> the rule, but the rules in the NFL are simpler than what they are in the CFL. CFL's got some wonky, got some that wonky rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, um, but. Whatever. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening, um, <laughs> please, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, however, you're listening to us on podcasts or if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, really appreciate it. And at the same time, um, go check out both of Sean and, and Brian's social media. So Brian Ellithorpe, um, God, he's been on the show a bunch of times and so is Sean. So you should know what his social media is. 
Um, he's on TikTok, Instagram. Your TikTok videos are pretty good. I got to say, I don't know where you find those backing tracks because some of them are <laughs> the, fucking hilarious. It's that, it's that cap cut template thing. I just find the dumbest shit that I can put on there. And it's like fucking funny, man. Some of it. Some of Yeah. I mean, like, I don't take it too seriously, but it's just kind of funny to mess with it and see like some of them will get 60,000 views and some of them get a hundred. And it's like, I, it's just fun to mess with and just see, see what people like, I guess, for seven seconds of a video. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also got, to, I also got to throw this out there um, just because Sean's on the show here. And I know Sean was trying real hard to get up to Canada for the refuge and Canada's just being ridiculous and, and letting um, Americans come up and take part in the Toronto sportsman show. So I do have to get a big little shout out to Traeger grills um, who just confirmed this week that they're going to be in the refuge. So um, in case you missed it on earth. Yeah. So that, that's a, that's a big one for us. Um, but it, it's easy for Traeger because they have distribution here, right? So they don't have to drag all the stuff across the border like you would have had to Sean. So it's a little yeah. bit easier for them, but, uh, anybody from the government of Canada that's listening, you're fucking killing me with all these rules. And I'm trying to bring fellas in, um, yeah. to try and make a good show. So do something about it. Politicians fuck's sake. Um, but boys, um, long-winded let's get into it man um i got to tell you to watch to, to watch or to get the text that i was getting from from elithorpe this fall when you two were out running around gallivanting all over fucking <laughs> hell's half acre i gotta tell you you guys look like you were having a good time even though it was probably two the weeks <laughs> yeah the hunting sucked yeah yeah, Sean yeah. let me know a few times while we were traveling that I, I ended up on probably two of the worst trips that he's had. So he might just give you a black cat. We're gonna find this out because he's not going. We're leaving here this this week here. So we're gonna find oh. out if he's a black cat or he, not. He yeah. could be the jinx, eh? It could be. Yeah. Definitely could be. Yeah. And, and just holding the... his waiters hostage in the meantime. <laughs> just uh, yeah, I left my Crocs in his truck the first trip, and I left my waiters in the back of his truck the second trip. So I keep trying to leave something with him, and that's you know that's that's old that's old school fucking uh, uh, when you were trying to hook up with a chick, right? You'd always leave something behind, so you had a reason <laughs> to go back. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, be careful, Sean. You might have a bit of a fucking stalker on your hands now. He did, get, he, he did leave me with his cold too on this last trip. I'm still yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was brutal. Um. So the weather was shit, eh? Like just birds not moving, just no birds around. It's been what horrible, it? you know. Like up until last week, the most of Saskatchewan, the big water was open up until like just before our Thanksgiving here in the states. Yeah. I'm completely wide open. Not a lot of snow, if any, and birds strung out everywhere. And then all of a sudden, we got this big cold snap. So, hopefully, we're hitting this deal right. Getting ready to get out of town here and uh, getting after. I'm still trying to decide. I'm fifty-fifty on take hooking up the boat or hooking up the trailer. So, I'm still yeah, kind of. I don't know, man. Like, well, you showed the picture of what it is in in Michigan right now. Like that's six inches of snow down. Um, we've got a cold here in in the Kingston area, um, but we haven't seen any snow yet. Uh, so I can send you some. Yeah, 
but I don't know, man. Like, the, uh, you got to think by now, winter's here now, right? Like, the cold is in now. Like, it's, we shouldn't we shouldn't see any any real warm weather now. <laughs> yeah, look at the last few years. I know. Um, but but we've usually, been in a pattern here where at least it, it'll get cold, we'll get a bunch of snow, and then it'll warm up for two weeks. And mm-hmm. then we'll get cold, we'll get a bunch of snow, and it warms up for two weeks. Like last year, the guys didn't even get on the ice maybe half a dozen times here last yeah. year. No, really, fair. You know, Good point. When I was a kid, you know, first week of December, the first week of March, you're on the ice. No, it's, uh, you know, well, it's into January. Yeah. I don't normally know. And last year it was only five or six times we got on the ice. So, yeah, it's just things are changing for whatever reason. Uh, maybe it's just a cycle we're in. Yeah. What about down your way now, Brian? Like down on on Erie? Like, are you you're on Erie, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so but it's it's cold. I mean, it's it was twenty three today, and it's super windy. It's freezing up all the marshes, but it it looks like for the next five days at least it's going to stay below freezing. But after that, you know, it could be the same thing. Like last year, we had a huge cold snap like this, where high wind froze up everything, froze up part of the lake. And then two weeks later, it was 45 degrees and it just wow. kept everything stale. And, you know, we hunted last weekend and it's been warm here for three weeks or something, you know, same temperature and not yeah. much wind it just hasn't moved anything really around. So the yeah. birds seem super stale. Uh, my buddy went out today and he said there's just like no divers. We saw probably 15,000 divers on Saturday and he's like, we saw one group. Really, and then they they shot puddle ducks in the same spots that we always shoot divers. So, wow. it's moved something around, and we'll see what happens in the next few days. So, I'll be out tomorrow morning and Thursday morning. So, I got a message from see. a buddy of mine today. He was into the bluebills on the weekend, and he said they got just him and a buddy. Um, they got thirty-one blue. Uh, him and a couple dudes. They got thirty-one bluebills. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we, we, we need <laughs> yeah. 16 people for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what's that? That would have been that would have been six of them. He said it was him and a bunch of the boys. So they got 31 bluebills on uh, just last weekend. So, so like we're seeing the divers, and I've seen, um, obviously in the water where you can't shoot them in and around the in around the town. I'm seeing I'm seeing the greenheads, but geese yeah. are geese are pretty much. I haven't seen much geese uh, flying around. They're not. I think they're gone. Um, I could be wrong. Somebody could. Yeah, but we always hold a bunch of geese, so we're still seeing geese. Uh, We've seen more black ducks right now. We had a push of cans for like three days, which normally we don't get until like real late in the season, if not like late goose season. So... It seemed like we were on a good path there for a minute. Like at the beginning of the season, it was cold. We got a real good push of divers. We got a huge push of bluebills. There was some uh, some scoters flying through, some cans, and then all of a sudden, it's just like they got stale. In the last couple of days, they must have got pushed out, and we'll see if anything else gets pushed down to us. But who knows? Hopefully, where, Just hopefully it stays cold. Where are you headed to now this week, Sean? Like, are you going out of state? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, going south. Okay. Thought about going to North Dakota. Um, probably going to start going west and then work south. Okay. Uh, 
just going to go on a road trip. I, I'm still undecided right now. Um, I, I got this thing in my head where I want to go boat hunting. Uh, I really need to go get a couple more goose hunts, but um, uh, the boat's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the go- Brian and I did that on the Mississippi River last week, was it? Yeah. yeah. Hunting wasn't spectacular. It's Hunting's been rough, man, for everybody. Other than other than our boy Davey over there at St. Lawrence Outfitters, I don't know anybody that's been consistent at all anywhere yeah. this year. It's been tough, whether you're in North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, even yeah. the guys in Arkansas, you know, everywhere in between. It's Dave, just been Davey off. and the boys got into snow geese last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been there for a little while. The snows. Yeah, yeah. I did. I had no idea, to be honest with you. I had no idea that they were into the snows until uh, a friend of ours uh, posted a picture and uh, and they were into them. So it was pretty good. So yeah, Dave. But Dave, Dave's got that area locked down too, right? Like he's got so much um, opportunity. He's just got it locked down, and and it's a lot of hard work on on his guides. But but they mm-hmm. usually they usually put you on. But like touch on the birds. It's just been one of them seasons where you get them. Let's say I was talking to Luke at Wing Feather and yeah. you're getting them, but man, it's just it's nothing's been a layout. It's work, 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 and yeah. You scout a field, you show up and they go water to water that next day, and there's no rhyme or reason. It's gonna, you know, cloudy and windy and they go water to water. Or they swap field, they swap fields Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. all year it's been unexplainable but it's been it's been fun i mean hunting season is always fun i always have fun enjoy the camaraderie i mean brian seen that with guys we just we have fun no matter where we go but man the hunting's just been it's been a struggle we're getting them but it's been tough yeah Uh, i I don't know man like at at some one side of it you're sort of like well you know, making it challenging and, and some, maybe you got to reinvent the wheel on how you, on how you attack this, these things. Um, but then at the same time, it could get pretty frustrating, especially when you're, when you're on the road and you're driving and trying to find, uh, trying to find the hunts, especially when you're on the road and you're, you're trying to capture content and, and the whole bit when you're on a time schedule, right? Like it makes it, it just ups the pressure a little bit more. Not, not that there's a ton of pressure, but it just it ups it a little bit more, right? Um, but but the, story, the story isn't in the pile, though. So that's what I keep trying to drive home. The story isn't in the pile, you know. And everybody mm-hmm. struggles. And everybody, it's it's the that there's a story in that struggle that yeah. people want to see and how you react, and they want to know that just because we do this for a living and we do it for TV doesn't mean every hunt's a layup, you know. That's right. Well, <laughs> I I had. Uh, I had Rusty Heron on um, a few weeks ago and we were talking about and we were talking about the pile picks and, and people putting and I'm not here to tell you that, you know, uh, smiles over piles or, or any of those catchphrases, because, listen, I want to I want to stack up birds every time I go out 100 uh, percent. But when it comes to social media now and, and showcasing what you're doing. And I think this is where your brain is kind of at, Sean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, instead of that, instead of just throwing up that picture of the, of the, of a pile of dead birds, the story behind getting those, that pile of dead birds 
is is worth way more than what that picture will ever because that picture will never do the story justice in my in my opinion. No, but social media seems to like the pile pictures. Yeah, and, but I've always said piles don't make smiles. No, and the, some of the biggest piles we've made, I don't remember them hunts as much as I remember the struggle buses that we've been on. Yeah, you know the the struggle bus we were just on. We went to Fergus Falls like five years ago to the day. When we were out there, we were hunting on ice. Literally had decoys set up on ice and calling them in to, to the ice and shooting. This time it was, what was it, mid-60s, two or three days in a row? Yeah, wow. pretty much every day it was mid-60s. We were out there. I mean, we're hunting ponds. We're hunting like early season type stuff in yeah. November. And, you know, we're shooting, we shot 15 to 20 birds a day for the two of the days that we really hunted. Yeah, um, Fergus, and that I that was a success. I mean, there's only four of us shooting, um, but irregardless, it's I considered that a success and a win. You know, um, we look at the victories in that aspect, and I don't like posting pile pictures very much. Um, I do occasionally, but um, by and large, I just like to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I and and I'm not. It's it's weird, eh, when you start talking about this stuff because I don't want to sound like I'm a hypocrite either, um, or or I'm throwing shade to anybody. There's nothing wrong with the pile pits. It's just I've seen over the years I've seen so many. I I'm more interested in the story of how you got the pile. Like, don't just. I guess what I'm getting at is, I'd I'd much rather read um the caption of, listen, we drove fifty miles, um truck broke down had to change a flat tire on the road got there just before legal set up we were setting up birds were working like that's the sort of thing i i like because that's what happens because hardly ever does it go perfect for you right mm -hmm. and and it's great to see the picture of big pile of dead birds but i i like the story behind it i've seen a, i've seen enough pile picks now i i want to know i want to know how much you curse and swore um, trying to trying to get ready. <laughs> that that's what I want to. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. Brian probably learned that in the last couple of trips that, <laughs> that we run with. We are uh, we have zero tolerance for pile pictures at the end. It's pick up and go. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I think you know, and I think what it comes down to is, you know, it's not so much that you know the pile is is the victory, it's the winning is the group of guys that I run with, we hate losing more than we like winning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, we take, I the, get you. We take the defeats worse than we take the victory, you know, more than we relish the victory. Um, and that's just kind of what I'm kind of an odd apple, I guess, in that respect. But yeah, I, uh, I, I get, if we get our butts kicked, man, I, I, I'll think about it all night. I won't sleep. I'll let, you know, I'll scout and I'll look and I'll watch and I'll, figure out how to make the next one better what what we do wrong here and what can we do better here we got a camouflage more we got a high deck camera guy because he's flaring birds you know um just stuff like that uh, yeah suppose it's just taking a pile picture at the end i just i'm yeah. not about victory as much as i am about no, to figure I, out what we could do better yeah and i i well, think that's too it was like we were trying to pack up and then go scout right away it was right. like you know, we, we hit this pond and, you know, we, sh we shot, you know, whatever it was, 18, 20 birds or whatever, shot a band, shot a couple of shovelers, which Sean was stoked 
out and then we walked out and it's like well we got to go find something for tomorrow because yeah. we're we just we could see the birds moving and we weren't under them and you know it's like we if we can get under them we can make something happen so it's like you know we pack up quick don't you know throw all the birds in the trailer we'll clean them later but we got to go eat something scout figure out what we're going to do the next day and that's you know part of that story is like you know we we can consider that a win and we got a lot of good footage we got a lot of good pictures and everything and but now we got to move on to the next thing we're 15 hours from home you know it wasn't just like we drove down the road like we've got to make something happen yeah so you know that's that that part of the story is for me i think is super cool because it wasn't like you know we you see the videos and the the stuff you know there's tv shows episodes on on tv and it's like i think everybody just assumes that people that do this for a living show up and they just smash, smash birds, birds every single time yeah. and mm-hmm. so i <laughs> you do when you're not there right? <laughs> everybody <laughs> else does except when they're with me and so That's it's hilarious. like it's cool to show that side of it and be like you know you know have this conversation and say you know it's it's just not how it goes every single time yeah I, and i don't want i don't want to pump sean's tires too much here but brian <laughs> but brian, he doesn't like it no but brian like <laughs> you've been like you've been a fan for a long time right like you watched all sean's dvds you've been following them for for so long and and a big fan of tangle free and the whole bit and now yeah. and you sort of kind of alluded to it just then right because you you're following you know, you were with them, following them around and starting to learn, you know, um, yeah, had a great hunt, but no time to, no time for glory shots or nothing like that. We got to eat and get on the go and find the next one. You know what, right. that, ex- that experience now, cause, and I'm not saying that you never had experiences like that before, but I would think it's on a different level now being with a crew that that's, you know, we've got, we've got a week, we're on the road for a week. We've got to get this, this, and this. Um, we need the footage, we need the content and we got to get the birds. Right. So that right. must've been a new, a new experience for you. It, no? Oh yeah. Because yeah. I mean, when I go out and I film my own stuff, it's, it's my backyard. Like I can, it's right. with GoPros, you know, it's not like, um, set up. Like I, I didn't have a gun. So it's like, I have my camera. Sean tells me what we're looking for you know, when we're on the trip and I'm doing my best to get everything that we possibly can. Right. And, you know, it's, it's just cool to see the kind of be part of the back behind the scenes part of see everything unfold. And, uh, Sean's been doing it for so long. He probably doesn't even realize half the stuff that's going on that like somebody like me, you know, sitting there seeing all this stuff, you know, the scouting, you know, we're, like I said, we're, you know, we're in Minnesota and it's like, Sean doesn't do anything different as he goes place to place. It's the same mindset that you have for scouting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, know, you pick up stuff as you're sitting in a truck with him for uh, whatever it was, a hundred hours, it seemed like for two trips. And it's like, you know, it's, there's not a magic pill to whatever success you have, especially like when you're traveling across the country, like yeah. he's doing the same thing that he's always done and the two days in minnesota for example that we were successful it was the same you know he did the same thing yeah it was we drive around scout you look for the birds you find the birds mark a pin then we send phil in to get permission 
We had two guides tell us that we weren't going to get permission on this pond that was holding, what was it, 1,500 birds or something? And two people told us, oh, that's so-and-so's pond. They'll never give you permission on it. Oh, that's so-and-so's field. They'll never give you permission on it. Phil goes to both places. Phil and Marty go to both places and get permission at both spots. It's just like, that's part of your crew. You know, you build this crew up, make sure that you, you know, to be successful and uh, it's just super cool to see that side of it and be part of it. Yeah, I bet. Right. It, it's, a, it's a process. And you yeah. perfect it through the years. You know what? Everybody's got a role. Everybody knows what they're good at. And you you stick to the deal. And you don't, you know, there's times when things don't go right. People get mad, start cussing, and people try to step out of line and out of bounds. But, you know, and we just – air our stuff and then everybody falls back into place and if you just stay the course and yeah. stay the process you can you know you're going to be successful day in and day out and one of the biggest things when you go to a new area is local knowledge you know you got to know like you go you go out to western minnesota and, and they farm dirt out there i mean there's farmers i think that just they're bored and they just make more dirt yeah um, and you know there's a different way of hunting out there and a different way of hiding same thing when you go out to Davies out there in St. Lawrence Outfitters. You know, they it's just a different way of doing things and you gotta get in tune with that yep. and listen to them. Listen to what's working for them and then apply your knowledge to it to try to, you know, melt everything together to get what you need. John, you know, and this probably goes without saying, but you know, when you when you say there's a process and trust a process and and you just, you know, put in the work and all that stuff. Sounds like hockey stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, it do. But but you've made but you've made mistakes, right? Like you've learned from your mistakes. Like this all this all did. We still make mistakes. We're still making mistakes. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It just I think And I guess that's that's you know, that's the that's part of the it's not so much winning, it's 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 hating to lose, the fear of you know losing and and that's why when a hunt's over and we shoot a limit we're not high-fiving each other that's the that's the sad part in a way and people like you know when brian comes and they see this they're like oh wow that was awesome you know we take a a person that doesn't hunt very much and they go on and they're like you know we shoot a limit and we're all like man we should have done this we should have you know this and that they're like oh my god that was the best hunt i've ever had in my life yeah you know but we're we're always trying to figure out what we can do better and there's not a hunt that i go on and i don't make at least one mistake that's for sure no, absolutely. And now, and, and, you know, reverse, you know, for, for Brian coming, you know, uh, hanging out with you and, and he got to see a different side of things and stuff for you and your crew, like that now you're bringing Brian out, which is, which is a new guy that you're adding to your crew, right? So a new guy that got it, that sort of kind of got to learn what everybody else's role is within the team and, and stuff like that, you know, so how did, you know, I know you're not gonna. I know you're not gonna badmouth him or anything like that because you know he's right here and we can save that for <laughs> offline. But, um, but it's, no, it's, I know where you're going. It, it's a tough. It's a. We're such a tight knit group of guys. It's yeah, and everybody has a kind of a defined role and they know what they're doing, and it's a tough group to fit into. And not everybody, you know, not everybody does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Brian, Brian was fine. Everybody, he got to, yeah. he got the thumbs up. So we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to hit the 
Oh, but no, 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 it was fine. No, but it, but it's good though. And and the the thing is, Brian, and I keep coming back to it is because you know, and and I've done it, and you've done it, and and so has everybody else that have watched these shows and watched these videos and stuff, and and for us that have been you know trying to chase these birds for so long as that we have, we know that when we watch that video that, well, hey, listen, it's not always a slam dunk, right? Like there, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but now you actually, you were there and you actually got to see, and you got to see that side of Sean where, uh, and, and Sean, you can call it. Uh, he, you he, he didn't, he didn't see me throw anything or have it come apart. No, <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, I'll have those on occasion. <laughs> but, but when you say when you say things like uh I hate losing more than more yeah. than anything, right? Like that that's just the competitiveness in you, right? Oh. To to just not want to fail. And that's and and you want to apply that to a hockey sense and, and to a world that I understand. That that's what makes the great ones great, is because they, they just don't they don't and, they and don't it's accept also knowing that it, it, I'm not saying it's knowing when to coast, but it's knowing when to put, when to apply the effort and when to yeah, absolutely chill out. And I've probably learned that more in the last couple of years of don't force it, you know, like the Minnesota deal, don't force it. Um, it's it, or the Wisconsin deal on the water, don't force it. It's not going to happen. I mean, no matter what you try to do, the birds aren't there, they're not moving. So, right, don't force it. Uh, embrace what you're there for, you know, pick, pick, you know, pick things out, like getting the photos that he was talking about, get that stuff, knock out a few tips and that kind of stuff. Be productive where you're there, but don't force the, right. you know, and save some of that hatred or, you know, hatred yeah. for losing. For that that piss and vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. That piss and vinegar, because that's, that's what keeps you going. Right. Because, and, and ultimately that's what it is when, when you get your ass kicked, because it's easy when you get your ass kicked to just say, well, you know what? There's no birds in the area. It's just well to pack up and go home. Like that, that's the easy thing to do. Um, the hard thing to do is, is wake up again at four in the morning and, and go do the exact same thing all over again. Um, hoping for a different result. Right. So, um, you can pick up a bunch of birds overnight. And oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, as fast as you can lose them overnight, you can bring them in overnight too. That's right? what happened in Fergus that first day we get there and, and we got there like late that Sunday evening and, and didn't have time to scout really go got there and, we, you know, seen some birds and relate them to our buddy that has a bunch of property up there and pits and stuff on it. And we're like, yeah, I don't, let's just go hunt one of his pits. He's got a permanent spread on it. We'll hunt it for a couple hours. Just check it out, see what's going on in the area, and then go scout. Find yep. something for a couple of days. Kind of burn a day, but not really. You know, we'll get some pictures, get a few video clips for, for you know, social media and whatnot. I was watching these birds, and they just, everything was flying north to south. Little birds, medium-sized birds, north to south. And I got on the phone, and I was like, I think your birds are leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what was going on. We show up, and the birds leave. And, you know, but just as sure as anything, you know, some new birds came in over, you know, in the next couple of days yeah. at night, they were the bigger birds. And, um, that kind of helped us out, you know, in the water. So I, and, and like, 
fuck it's always a, it's always a crapshoot and trying to figure out what the reason is but like what was it was a cold weather pushing them out of there was there no food like what hunting there's a big there's a big wind there was a cool down coming and a big wind um yeah. this was coming and it's time for them to leave you're you're talking about the lessers and the epp birds yeah they were about two three weeks overdue leaving anyway uh it was time for them to go and they finally hit the right wind I mean, you yeah. could see it on the windy app. You could see it coming, and yeah. when they were, we, we were chasing that. We just kept waiting for that north northeast wind. It was supposed to be there on Tuesday, then on Wednesday, then on Thursday. And we were leaving Thursday, and then it got there at like one o'clock. You know, um, but you know, kind of is what it is, kind of deal. Is that so? The, here's a question for you, Sean. Like when you're when you're planning your trips. And and so like you're you're in Michigan and and you're going to head to Wisconsin mm -hmm. and Minnesota. You know, I, how can I? You're not just haphazardly like one morning waking up and going. Nah, I think we'll go to Minnesota next week. Like, are you? So, so kind of yes, kind of no. Yeah. So you know, early on September, early October, you know, you can go to them. Because they're migrating, they're coming down. You can go to them. You can get on the first moon of the year, the, the harvest moon. You can get on yep. that. It's no problem. The next couple of moons, you kind of want to stay off of a little bit because they feed. A lot of times, they'll feed, especially you get in that late part of October, first half to maybe all of November, um, they get kind of stale. The weather pattern just kind of settles in. They yep. get kind of stale. They might not feed every morning they might feed in the afternoons they might fly at like right at shooting time you might have 10 minutes to try to shoot in the afternoon and that's it so the that that late october november time frame is tough it's just tough and i i try to stay off the moon off the full moon um and then try to pick spots that traditionally you would think would be good mm -hmm. um it's not for me, from my perspective, I don't I don't have a full time camera guy that is sitting here, you know, working at the you know at the house with me and oh hey you know there's North Wind we need to be in North Dakota tomorrow. Right. I don't have that opportunity, so I got to kind of look and plan out things. And sometimes we hit it right, sometimes we don't um, timing wise. And then late late season stuff starts to line up a little better. Um, you can go down south and get you know get on them when they're when they're in the winter. Um, so yeah, we don't just take off haphazardly. There's you know there's some things we try to do, but in in one sense we do kind of try to plan ahead a little bit and then hope the weather you know is good and then maybe have a backup. But you know if I if I tell you I'm coming to Kingston in two weeks, yeah, um, you're gonna plan for that. You're gonna have buddies you know looking around. Yeah, that's right. So we got a day or so you know. Uh, to, to hunt and then you know hit the road scouting and all that so i don't like to i don't like to to tell you that and then tell brian hey man we're hitting the road in two weeks be ready you know in ohio and then tell somebody else to do that out in missouri and right. then pick the person to go to them. i just don't think that's right kind of that's kind of shitting on people so um so i'll you know i'll go somewhere and we'll make the best out of what we can and that's kind of what we did when we went to minnesota we just we did the best we could um, in in the conditions that we had, and hopefully that shows in the, in the footage and that you know we had a good time, we worked hard, and we shot some birds, and we laughed a lot, made some new friends, you mm -hmm. know, got Brian in front of the crew, um, a few more guys in the crew, 
uh, and got out there and we got some more experience in our belt working together. So, you know, that was like the first trip that we went on. That wasn't, I didn't really plan on shooting a bunch of stuff. Uh, we were hunting Michigan birds. They were going to be tough. I know we were going to go over St. Clair and I knew that was going to be a crap shooter. It was going to be a yeah. pile of out there and people, but that was more just a dry run kind of deal. Like right. let's, let's get together. Let's get to know each other. Let's see how everybody meshes, how everybody fits in, you know, understand how everything works. Yeah, and, dynamic. And, yeah. and do that before we go on any kind of bigger trips. So now right. I think, you know, each one from here on out, you know, not that any one, any one of them were hard, but um, we just kind of know expectations. It's like, you know, like our crew, we roll into town, you know, we drop the doors in the trailer. Everybody knows what to do and they don't even hardly say a word. Right. You know, everybody knows what the, what job's going on. So, um, but yeah. So. Like a well-oiled machine. Um, so Brian, so I'm assuming now, like with all the content and everything that you've gathered over, over the season, like traveling around with the boys. Um, so you're in charge of all the editing, all of that. No, you're just, no. So I dump all that to Sean and they've got, they've got somebody that takes care of that. The photos I was at, like I've edited photos to, for, for Sean, yeah. Um, I just started editing some today too, but I also gave him the raw files of those photos too. So if somebody okay. wants to do their own thing, they can. Um, yeah. I just been kind of piecemealing some of them together and shooting them over to them. And, uh, you know, if people want to use them, they can, if not, yeah. they can edit them however they want, but it's a lot of, a lot of the photos are, are focused on the sponsors of the show, Sean, right. Carl, you know, Stuff that, that he can use for social media, but then also the companies can use. And uh tried to get a lot of stuff of the the new quackhead calls, um, the you know, Sean's stalls calls of him yep. blowing that so that so that he has stuff that they can use on R for R and T's social media as well. Right, right. Um you know, it seemed uh, and I, I think it's it's as much as there's new hunters, um coming out and and there's always seems to be some new people on the block but then this whole photography videography game like that seems to be there's always somebody else new jumping in and trying to trying to make their way and and it's got to be like as hard as it is to make a living chasing geese sean um it's got to be even harder to make a living as a photographer or a video guy um in this right because like, i i couldn't even imagine i couldn't imagine um if, if that was your gig and then waiting for a chance to be able to or or to get a call to to travel around with a crew and and hone your skills and be able to show off what you can do and and then you know be welcomed in in the whole bit and then hopefully you know be, and i'm not putting words in sean's mouth but um, but hopefully be invited back again next year, right? So it, it's it's a hard thing to do. But Brian, like you, you know, you just put in hard work and just kept at it, right? Like you, between your your social media, the, doing your own thing with the with the weddings and 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 all that stuff, you just kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. Not ex not expecting a whole ton. But then this opportunity sort of kind of, and I don't want to say it falls in your lap because you did do the work um, to get to it. But anything, anything, any advice that you could throw out there to anybody that's listening, that's, you know, maybe that's their goal. 
your goal is to be the camera guy for a crew and and travel around you know north america chasing birds do you have any advice for those guys or girls i mean well yeah for as far as like making a living at it it's, it's just like the you know hunting community it's like you know there's a lot of people that that have these different roles in the hunting community or like the industry itself but most of them have full-time jobs still like i still have a full-time job i run this thing on the side and uh it's but yes i do put a ton of work into it Mm -hmm. i'm lucky that i have a i have a great support system at home that can just you know i can take off and do what you know this kind of stuff and uh not have to really worry about anything at home so that's a huge thing too i mean it's a def- it'd definitely be something for like a single person that would be able to like you know at the drop of a hat you know show up anywhere and really not worry about what the pay is um right it, i'd say as as much as it's as much as you need to be cog- you know good at handling a camera taking photos taking pictures you have to be personable and you have to know how to network because if I hadn't tried any of this networking, you know, I wouldn't have, I don't know what Sean's doing right now, but (laughs) if I wouldn't have networked at all, you know, I wouldn't have had this opportunity. I mean, it was for me, it was, you know, I, I had gotten in touch with Greg who got me in touch with you guys. And then I came on the show, you introduced me to Sean, Corey and Eric Eric comes on my show and then after the show he's like you know Sean's always looking for people to yeah. to film do you have any interest and it's like absolutely and then yeah. 2 days later I get a call from Sean so it's like it's it's a huge networking thing and you know trying to get yourself in front of the right people but you also can't show up and I can't show up and ask Sean how to use my camera cuz he's going to kick me out right away right so I also have to put in work behind the scenes and you know understand you know, what it is that they're looking for and know how to capture what he wants. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's still, you know, it was a learning experience for me because it's just different than what I'm used to, but you know, once, you know, it's just all started to fall into place and I started to understand what it was that he wanted and how to, you know, use my camera effectively to get the stuff right. that he wanted. Sean, the rest of your crew, are they all in Michigan with you, or is all scattered all over the U.S.? We're scattered all over. Boy, you should see it when we get pulled over by the wardens. <laughs> well, so, how do you how do you know him? How do you know him? He's, he's, so logistically, he's Missouri, and this guy's from where? Ohio. <laughs> yeah. How do you so, know? Oh, okay, yeah, so logistically, like not only like like that's a that's got to be like herding cats. Like logistically, you are scattered all over. That's, that, but that's part of my job around It's kind of hurting cats. Because sometimes, like, I, I, when you got Tyson and you got Phil and you got um, uh, Massey together, I call them my Jake pack. Because they're like three Jakes. Yeah. You know, if you're turkey hunting, you know, one Jake, he's not really a problem. He comes out of the tree, he stays away from the gobblers. Two of them. They might cause a little ruckage, but three of them together, they come out of the tree and they hit the ground and they puff up and they hear a noise and they run over there and they're chasing women around, they're chasing turkeys around, <laughs> hens around, running around, boom, you know, starting fights and doing all this stuff and goofing around and hopping over logs and, you know, and next thing you know, at the end of the night, they're like, where the hell are we? And somehow, somehow or another, they wake up in that tree that they wouldn't sleep in the night before. But that, 
my job is to keep them guys between the mustard and the mayo pointed in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> Herding cats. Yeah, herding uh... cats. That's that's them. But you know, back to what he was saying, you know, it isn't faking it till you make it in this sport. You gotta know what no. you're doing. You gotta, yeah. you gotta hustle and you gotta work hard. And I've said this my whole life is you got to keep up with the times and the times will pass you by. You know, you got to keep up with the latest social media trends, the latest crazes, the latest equipment, um, you know, any kind of trends in hunting and, and all that. You got to keep up on that. Cause mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it'll pass you by. It'll pass you and by. You're only as old as you're only as old as you let yourself be, you know, um, you can, you can be old in this game and still play. Uh, in fact, you know, some of the, it, you can use your wisdom, to, to get you further along than some of the you know younger people do as you get older, you know, try to figure out where to where to put the hammer down. You know, don't blow a gasket on them hunts like we had in Minnesota. It's just not going to happen. Save your yeah. energy, save your effort. Um, make some, you know, make make hay where the sun's shining when you're there, uh, and get what you can get. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, but it and it's like it makes sense to me, and and I think maybe I'm a little bit little bit jaded just because i've i talk to you guys um often enough that i that i get a i get a pretty good idea of how how this all works right i i don't have and the 100 percent solution but i've got a pretty good idea but for people that that are wondering you know and and we've said this on the show before and brian you talked about networking and and stuff like that like this this waterfowl world like North America, like it's a small world. Like there's a not like everybody knows everybody. And, and that's the thing. And, and you gotta be personal. You gotta be able to talk. You gotta be able to, to interact with people. You can't be, you can't be puffing up your chest like Massey all the time. And, uh, you know what I mean? But, and, and I he's, say that, he, he's just not, he's not, he don't write. <laughs> I make a fun Eric, but, um, no, but, I, I think for anybody that's listening, I I I just I fear sometimes that people are like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that, this is what they say, but this isn't this isn't exactly the way it is. Like, oh, they're just yeah. they're downplaying it and and all this. But no, like this this is it. Like it it's not easy. It is hard work. Um, oh, and you're right. Every, everybody knows everybody. And if you're gonna be an asshole, if you're gonna be a dick. You're gonna burn bridges and people oh, yeah. are gonna yeah, they're not gonna let you build them back. Yeah. And you gotta get along and, and that's one of the other big fallacies. You know, people go to shows and they see it with so and so from another call maker, so and so from another decoy maker talking and you're like people are looking like, You talk to them? Like, yeah, we're friends, like we've yeah. known each other for twenty years. Like, yeah. why wouldn't we why wouldn't we talk? You know? Yeah, exactly. Why yeah, at, at, and I guess because it's impressive when you know you sort of kind of first when we started the show right like you say you're talking to dave roy here in st lawrence you're talking to luke Scherter's up in wing feather you're talking to fellas out in minnesota and you're like you got to have that network of people that you can call and and, and get some information from and and you know recon or recce or whatever you want to call it um but if you're an asshole and people don't like you, and you've got to do this all on your own, blind. Good luck. Yeah, good, good fucking luck, I'd say. 
because you've even talked about it on this show before, Sean, like like uh, the families up in Saskatchewan, like they're friends of you. Like you talk to them often. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And and this is the thing, like if, if you think you're you're too big or 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 you're you're a big deal or whatever, I, I don't know. I, I think you're fighting a losing battle if you think you're you're above people. If, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Sorry, I got to pour a drink. <laughs> so, are you done now, Brian? Like, are you no more trips for you this fall? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna be on anything else this year. Um, yeah. Hopefully okay. next year we'll. All right. some... Okay. Cool. Fine. <laughs> You're the one that hasn't said anything. Oh, <laughs> well, okay, I said cool. maybe we, we can do something here around Christmas time or whatever. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, if we do something local, um, we were talking about possibly doing something either down this way um, when while well, our season still in about in. six, seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just depends on what what Sean needs. We'll see how this Oklahoma trip goes and see how you know if down south what happens and. uh you know, if we can get, if we need to get something after that and he needs me, I'll go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, if uh, if not, I, we'll see what happens next year. And if he wants me to to come on some more trips, I'm, I already yeah. told him I'm in. So, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And, and Sean, so you're going, so you're going to head over North Dakota, start working your way down. So how long is this trip going to be? Is this going to be a week long trip for you? God knows. Yeah. Not like my wife. <laughs> oh, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, what do you have to say that for? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I could, I could go down that way. I could end up in, in Arkansas and stop at the shop and work for a week. I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm pretty open ended on this one because I'm traveling alone. Okay. Uh, on this well we're, we're meeting up but i'm i'm running this leg on my own so i'm kind of open-ended on the backside. so uh i don't know um could be anywhere okay okay i i, I mean i'd like to theoretically be gone. i try to i try not to be gone more than about 10 days right just stay married and come yeah. over to a home <laughs> you know, yeah my, my wife's wonderful i gotta give her a shout she puts up with a lot i give her I mess with her a little bit, but no, it uh, it's all good. So I, I try to keep it, you know, 10, 11 days. Sometimes it, I've been gone up to about 20, 21 days before. That's a little rough, but yeah. yeah. That's a long time. To, that's a long time. I wouldn't be able to do, I'd say probably 10, 11 days. That would probably be my max that I'm away from home. Then I just want to be home. It's just a lot of different beds sleeping yeah. in worrying and thinking and i don't sleep i don't sleep opening night anywhere and i say opening night that's first night on a trip somewhere or whatever i just i lay awake thinking okay what about this scenario what about this what do we gotta do here you know yeah do i have everything in the trailer do i need to pick up this in the morning do i need to you know uh do i need to tell phil where this is do i need you know this i just run all these scenarios i'll make a list uh i got the notes app on my phone and i make an app and notes on there and Okay, what do I need to cover on film tomorrow? Do all that stuff. So, wow. by the time I get home, I basically will hibernate for about twenty-four to thirty-six hours. Just hibernate. Maybe yeah. get up to go to the bathroom, but that's about it. Wow. Um, yeah. 
not all sunshine and rainbows, eh? No, you know, I mean, it is. I wouldn't trade it for anything. No, I, you know, when we're on the road, it's go, go, go from, you yeah. know, from 4 30 in the morning when you get up. Well, if you're staying with Phil and he's in the room, you might get up at two, then at three, then at four. And then he's like, all right, we got to get up, boys. And you still don't have to get up for another hour, but you still got to get up at four. But you do all that, you know, and you hunt. Yeah, eat lunch, you scout, clean birds, scout again, yeah. uh, and then have dinner and then go to bed at like nine, ten o'clock at night and rinse, repeat, and you do that. And it's just, it makes for a long, you know, you get pretty run down towards the end of it. I bet. Sean, have you ever thought, like, have you ever ran the idea of, of like just not hitting the road in the fall and just opening up your own outfit and just guiding? And just doing no. your own thing? No. 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 Um, no. No. <laughs> no. No. I, I have plenty of friends that are out there. Yeah. And they enjoy it. For me and my personality, I'm not cut out for it. Um, I, I want to hunt with who I want to hunt with, when I want to hunt with them, where I want to hunt with them. I don't want to have to hunt with somebody because I'm getting paid to hunt with them. Right. Um, and most of the times... They're, you know, some of these established outfitters like Luke, like, like Davey, they start weeding customers out and they got the ones coming back that they want. Yeah. You know, they, they yeah. They don't. Yeah. Some of the time you're taking people out that, man, in a normal day, you probably wouldn't, they probably wouldn't even talk to, you know, just two totally opposite worlds. And, right. And, and one thing that Brian may have picked up on is I cannot stand it when you call birds into the decoys and they don't get shot. <laughs> I come unglued when that happens because I did my job. Yeah. Do your job, you know. And that's part of the that's that's part of the, I don't care so much for the file and the limit. No. It's I want to win and I don't want to lose. Right. And you call, and you call one in and gets out, you lost, man. You lost. So um I see some of the videos that Luke sends and it's like, oh my gosh, how do you do it? Like <laughs> poor Brandon. I mean, he just Brandon's so good though, he's so mount Brandon Wood. Uh, he's so good. He guides for him. He's so mellow, so level-headed. All right, guys, maybe next time. All right, guys, <laughs> try a little harder. You know, yeah. me, yeah. I'd probably be throwing stuff. Yeah, I can. I wouldn't be good around customers. So yeah, I'm good where I need. I to get. Be. I get you. I wouldn't be able to do it because I just wouldn't be able to. I could. I could deal and with it's the most. pressure. You know, the. I mean, there's pressure on us to produce too. But yeah, you know, we go in stints like. You got somebody like Luke or Davey, and they're doing this for hundreds of days in a row. Like, yeah. Every, every day, every day, every day. You know, it's just constant. Yeah. And for every five good crews you have, you have one crew that they're just assholes, right? Uh, and that, yeah. that's the ones that I couldn't deal I just wouldn't be able to deal with assholes. And, you know, if you're not dealing with assholes, you're dealing with Mother Nature and politics. Politics is determine the season dates and lengths mm-hmm. and bag limits. And then politics or um, Mother Nature and what she's throwing at you. I mean, you get, you get sunny and 60 degree weather in the first part of October and no wind. I mean, mm-hmm. where are you going to hunt? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Brian, so, uh, what have you got coming up now for the next little bit, buddy? Are you, are you just digging in for your real time job? I mean, yeah, I still got a lot of vacation time. So, uh, I've got, well, got some days like, <laughs> you got enough. Oh, you do, do you? Saving them for you to come down here. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm taking half days here and there, and 
and getting my hunting in. I've I, from opening day here until last weekend, I hadn't been home for a weekend in like six or seven weeks. So oh, like, wow. I've lost oh, out wow. on a good bit of my a good bit of my uh, season. So it's like, uh, and it's not that bad because the weather's been so awful that mm-hmm. we haven't really had the big push yet. So I'm hoping that tomorrow and uh, Thursday I can get on some good birds and then, you know, just kind of trickle this season out and get out as much as I can. It's just, you know, I got kid, young kids too. So it's yeah. you know, being home and trying to, trying to help out where I can. So yeah, of course. But I... Yeah. Got that. And just trying to, you know, make some, make some videos, take some pictures and that's about it. Awesome. Well, boys, we're at that. We're almost at that 60 minute mark. So I think we can, uh, we can call it there. Um, yep. and, uh, Brian, I think, I think I'll send you losers back now. Thank you. Keep watching, keep watching for the brown truck. Your waiters will be <laughs> So it'll send my waiters back. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You might need them. You might need them here real soon. I told him I had a few pairs and he could just hold on to them until I see him. Well, and you know, there's always a reason that you got to go see them too, right? Yeah, I got to keep something with them. So that's right. That's three right, hour buddy. tour. That's all it takes. Three hour tour. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Boys, thanks for doing this. Uh, thanks for coming on. You Both of you are always so good. Whenever I reach out to you and ask you if you want to come on, you're always, yeah, let's just make sure that our schedules work and, and you're always awesome to me that way. So. I appreciate it so much. We'll do quick around the table and then uh, we'll end this boys. So uh, Brian to you first, my man. Oh, thanks for having us back on. Uh, we're trying to catch up to uh, these, these high, uh, high guest count, like Jeff Coates and Craig. So we'll oh, keep coming back on are, so we can try yeah, and pass. You guys are getting there now. You guys <laughs> is, I think Bodie is now that this has got to be like four times for both of you now, isn't it? something like close. that yeah close gotta be close yeah. gotta be close no, thanks close. thanks for having me on thank you for uh for everything that you've done for me and i want to give uh give sean a thanks as well for having me come on his crew and uh let me travel around the country with him i'd love to have been a fucking fly on the wall for those for a few of those hunts i can guarantee you that sean to it's you my man time. i'm good man i'm ready to go up and watch hockey i think the yeah. hockey players so Leafs are playing. Leafs are playing Florida right now, and they're probably going to get their ass handed to them. But uh, I know so much talent and so much talent and their and their shit. But at least they're not the Oilers. Um, the eyes are playing. What's that? Need the eyes are playing. Yeah, need the eyes are playing. We need it. We need it, Dad. Boys, uh, again, thanks so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 167 of the Union 0430. Please remember to subscribe, like, uh, check the boys out. Check out Sean Stalls. Check out Brian Ellathorpe. Send them some love. Um, As always, uh, just a crew of dudes that love one another's company and chatting about birds. We will never pretend to be experts. Big love. Talk to you next time. Ciao. Can't find my nose.